Hey, church family, so glad you could join us today. Uh, today we have a great word from the Lord. And last week, ang napag-usapan natin ang patungkol sa discouragement, that it not only affects us, but the people around us. And if you're like me, sometimes we feel discouraged. But we're learning ways to overcome discouragement. You know, for one, take care of your health, body and soul health. Ang napakahalaga na pananatilian natin ang healthy katawan at healthy kaluluwa by fresh air, fresh water. And that can relate to physical air, you know, breathing, intake, but also the fresh wind of the Holy Spirit. It's not only to take water therapy and keep our body cleansed, but also the cleansing of the water of God's Word, which rehydrates and washes our minds so that we can be progressively transformed into the image of God. And also eating and sleeping. We need a healthy diet of the right foods for our body, but also to wisely, carefully filter kung ano yung intake natin para sa feeding of our soul. You know, there's junk food spiritually. There's things that can come into our minds that will have a bad effect on us. There are a free flow of, a, there's a free flow of abundance of messages out there and you can choose what you allow, what you swallow. And we should say no to being lazy, but we do need to rest to keep ourselves spiritually healthy. We have to rest physically and it doesn't mean we stop working, but there's a time and a place where we just need to let go, shut down and recharge. But it also talks about our relationship with God. We must rest in Christ's work on the cross instead of us trying to work. Isaiah chapter 30 verse 15 says, you can only be saved by returning to me and in resting in me. In quietness and trust is your strength. The second thing besides taking care of your health is to communicate with God. And I mean two way, not just one way. Yes, talk to God, but also listen to God. Just get before God, cry out to him, Tell him all the things that are on your heart. He knows your heart and he just wants to hear it come from you. But when you are discouraged, that's the time to really cry out to God. Pour out your, your concerns to him. Cast your worries on him because he cares for you. And then give him time, give him your attention to let him speak to you right where you are. Listen to him, write it down, you know, with your advanced decision to just trust and obey whatever he says. Expect him to encourage your heart. And the third thing to do to overcome discouragement is when you're discouraged, don't, you know, don't do this. Even if you feel emotionally down, even if you feel hopeless, don't isolate yourself from Christian family. All the more you need to connect to God's family. Get with friends that has a good influence. People who will speak life and faith and put courage into you. Commit yourself to your cell group, to church attendance. Involve yourself 52 Sundays of the year, every cell group meeting. Volunteer whenever you have the chance. And also contribute. You know, bring tithes and offering. Give your time and your efforts into the kingdom of God. Because your heart will always follow where your treasures are. And where you're planting your life today in, in healthy soil of the household of God. That's the best way that will result in you having an encouraged heart. So now that we've talked about how to beat discouragement, if you practice these things, you'll be like 
a wise man who builds his life on a solid rock such that when discouraging storms come, you won't break down, but you'll rise up and fly. And you'll also be blessed so that you can be a blessing. You'll be so full, pus-pus ng encouragement, that you can also now become an agent of encouragement. Like in the book of Acts, see Barnabas. That The word, his name palang means the son of encouragement. And the agent is a person who's the channel or the instrument or the vessel that a substance flows through. And you can be an encouragement dispenser. And that's what we're going to talk about today. There was a man who complained to his wife. Sabi niya, I'm so discouraged. Kahit na dito sa bahay with my own wife, my own kids, no one is encouraging me. Ang aso ko, siya lang ang tangi kong kaibigan. He's the only one who understands me. But wife, everyone needs at least two friends. So you know what the wife did? She bought him one more dog. I think that we all need encouragement. Today, you might need encouragement. And don't you wish you could just go to the grocery store and buy a bag of encouragement? One time, Zion was raising money and he started to sell encouragements. So for a small fee, he would be nice to you. He would agree with you. And yeah, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be great if you could just go to a restaurant, Taname Restaurant, the Encouragement Cafe, and you could just go sit down and order a cup of praise, a sample plate of compliments, or maybe a bowl of the agreements of the day. And it would be nice if the waiters, instead of just taking your order, and then leave, they would, the waitress would just sit down and spend time with you, give you undivided attention, and not just serve you, but lavish you with words of affirmation. You could order a love language special, the entrees, the sides, the, the dessert, all of this is encouraging orders. So where do you go to get encouragement? Some people run to alcohol bottles or they get uplifted maybe when they turn to food and eat, when they make them feel better, when they go shopping, or some people expect that they'll be encouraged from their social media. But not even friends or family can satisfy the deep need that we have for encouragement. God alone is the source of all encouragement. And He will use other believers, but we've got to turn to Him every time. In the King James Version of the Bible, it never uses the word encouragement. But the Greek word for encourage is the same word as what was used for comfort, parakaleo. And it sounds very similar to parakletos, which is the Greek word used to describe the Holy Spirit, the comforter in John chapter 14 and 15. And ten times in our verse today, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, which he uses the word comfort, sampung veces. But we could probably substitute that word comfort with the word encouragement. So let's read the Bible in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3 to 5. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort or so that we can encourage others. When they are troubled, 
we will be able to give them the same encouragement or comfort that God has given us. So remember, to encourage means to put courage in. And we need that in order to deal with troubles. It says in this verse, these troubles, that means circumstances, among events that brings about intense distress. Or probably you could say it's an inward emotion of anguish, paghihirap, produced by outward circumstances. Now, when we're talking about encouragement, it doesn't mean that encouragement removes the painful trials that we go through, but encouragement can protect and strengthen our soul. Just like courage is not the absence of fear, but it's the strength and the ability to go on despite the emotions. This is another topic, but if you're taking notes, there's three things that God uses to encourage us. And God wants to use these three to put more courage into you. Number one, God uses his presence. and That's available 24-7. We can go into his presence just with worship and praise, thanksgiving. And he also uses uh, just daily times throughout the day. You can praise God during your daily chores and experience his presence. In small groups, you can enter his presence together. Praise and prayer, church worship services, and church-wide soakings in his spirit. The second thing God uses is his promises. He will fulfill his word. Sometimes his promises are yet to be fulfilled, but God's promises are always yes, sigurado, amen. And the third thing God uses to put courage in us is other people. The people of God's family, the church, the body of Christ. Now today we're talking about not just how God encourages you, but how you can now be an agent of encouragement. Like Barnabas. Barnabas was called the son of encouragements. That's what his name means. And Barnabas was an encouragement to Paul, nung nagsisimula pa lang si Paul sa assignment niya kay Jesus. And he was also an encouragement to a young man named John Mark. Moses was an encourager to Joshua. And Jonathan encouraged David. And of course, God encourages us. So how can we now be an agent of encouragement sa mga iba? Well, the first thing is I can be an encouragement agent by my Christian fellowship. Christian fellowship. In Acts chapter 2, verse 42, the Bible says that newly baptized believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship. Now, the word fellowship in Greek is koinonia. Koinonia. It's, it was about breaking bread and having the Lord's Supper and prayer. But it was the koinonia fellowship was different than surface level friendships. And it's deeper than just church attendance. Okay? Um, koinonia, the fellowship, is a sharing of the same connection. Uh, it's sharing in common an eternal covenant with Jesus Christ. It's covenant communion with companions, your co-believers in Christ that I would otherwise have no reason to be friends with. I mean, we have a lot more things not in common 
with church members than we have in common. But you encourage others when you proactively fellowship. Sa Tagalog, makibahagi sa pakikipag-ugnayan sa kapwang believer. It's a co-covenant mate in Christ. And so when you fellowship, remember, it's not just friend friends. It's not just attendance. It is a deeper experience of joining together and sharing with someone who has the same covenant relationship with you as you do in Christ. Fellowship is actually obedience to a very common biblical command. Connecting with other believers is obedience to so many Bible instructions for us to do one another things. I'll just give you some from the Bible. And when I say a word or phrase, you follow and say one another. Okay, so I'll say encourage and you say one another. All right, ready, go. Encourage. Love. Pray for. Confess your sins to. Sing to. Serve. Submit to. Admonish. Greet. Teach. Accept. Honor. Forbear. Forgive. And there's so many more. Also, fellowship is proof that I'm living in the light. Okay, light in the Bible represents truth. So, 1 John chapter 1, verse 7 says, If we are living in the light, that's the truth, as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other. Fellowship is evidence that you're living according to God's truth. It doesn't mean that your morals or your behaviors are perfect, but it means that you have fellowship with one another in Christ. Hindi ka fake. You're not just there for a religion. It's an authentic lifestyle with open and honest connection. You're willing to get to know people and let them get to know you. Now, if you are not regularly sharing conversations and in a relationship with other Christians, then ask yourself the question, am I really living in the light? Am I real? Am I truthful in my lifestyle? We need to have small groups and, and cell groups where we can uh, connect with people and do life together. So uh, fellowship is obeying biblical commands. Fellowship is proof that I am living in the light. And fellowship develops spiritual maturity. Fellowship or relating to other Christians, wow, that builds spiritual muscles, spiritual maturity. Now, some people have this personality, okay lang, a shy, quiet, uh, you want because I'm among solo, or maybe we have this culture of independent, distance, distrusting people, and you may resist being known by others, you don't want to meet new people, you might not want to become close with others, or make commitments, but that attitude of keeping away from people instead of fellowshipping, that's not the attitude of a son. That's the attitude of an orphan. So I hope you don't have an orphan spirit. Isolation leads to self-deception. 
and Satan can attack the person who is isolated. It's easy to think you're a matured Christian when you just got knowledge, but no one is irritating you. No one gives you a burden. Walang nagtatry ng patience mo. Nobody needs to put up with you and you don't need to put up with anybody. But true fellowship will grow you into maturity because you'll be forced to develop spiritual muscles. You'll have to put up with people. You'll have cell groups. And that's where the main venue for these things happen. Pag uh, may mga misunderstanding, well, God uses fellowship as a tool to make me an agent of encouragement. Kapag may mga down times ako, He will use other people to encourage me. And pag down na sila, He will use me to encourage other people. So you see, fellowship is very important in encouragement. You want to be an agent of encouragement, get into fellowship. And your presence, palag, presence palag, uh, is an important part of fellowship. Sometimes you don't have to do anything except show up. Basta pumunta ka lang, okay na. na marami na encourage. Presence mo palang nakaka-encourage yan. Every worship service, nandun ka. Every time there's an opportunity na maglingkod sa Diyos, nandun ka. Prayer meetings, nandun ka. Every cell group, nandun ka. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25 says, Let us not neglect meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 22, Paul said, I'm sending Tychicus to you for this very purpose, that you may know how we're doing, but that he may encourage you. Paul had to send Tychicus. The presence of Tychicus would be an encouragement to the people at Ephesus. And in James chapter 5, verse 16, it says, Pray for each other so that you may be healed. There's encouragement, there's healing, just by presence. So the fellowship is one of the ways that you can become an agent of encouragement. The second way to become an agent of encouragement is sa pamamagitan ng aking Christ-like example. Say it, my Christ-like example. Now, this is anyone who's devoted to God. Now, you you are an example. People would look at your life at sasabihin nila, I want to be like her. I want to be like him. Maybe you have an outgoing, uh, positive uh, spirit about you. Yung attitude mo, the way you respond. You know, your your marriage or your friendships are so pure and so influential that people see your Christ-like example nakaka-encourage Yung kapatid ko na si Jonathan, he was very influential nung buhay pa siya. And even, lalo na sa mga pinsan ko, he was uh, very well known as a Christian young man. Hindi namin akalain kung gaano kalawak ang kanyang influence until when he died, thousands of people came to his funeral. At marami nag-testify now, he really influenced me to be a better man, to be a better Christian. And thousands of people were impacted and encouraged by the Christ-like lifestyle ng kapatid ko. And then my parents, nung 
sila ay naranasan ng dalawang namatay sa sa amin, bunso at panganay na lalaki, and many people were amazed at how could they go on trusting the Lord. Yung tragedy, the painful loss of two children, yet they never blamed God, they didn't waver in their faith, they continued to trust and put hope in God, and people were encouraged by the Christ-like example. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 24 says, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. So it's thinking of ways, how can I motivate other people? How can I encourage them? How can I get them to take the focus off of self and focus onto the Lord, His Word, His ways, His will? 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 12 to 16 says, Focus on reading the scriptures to the church, encouraging believers and teaching them. Throw yourself into your tasks that everyone will see your progress. Keep a close watch on how you live and on your teaching. Stay true to what is right for the sake of your own salvation and of those who hear you. So, Sinasabini Paul, Timothy, let your example be seen. Let people see how you're growing, how you're progressing. Let people hear you preaching and teaching the Word of God. Let people see that you stand for what is right. Maybe in your service, you know, when you volunteer to help, when you volunteer to serve some mga iba-ibang areas ng kaharian ng Diyos, that will encourage people. Makikita nila na grabe naman niya. He gives time. Maybe your smile, people will be encouraged. Sasabihin nila, bakit may ngiti yan? Siguro, ang hari ay nakangiti sa kanya. Kaya siya ay laging nakangiti. Maybe your sacrifice, because you give time and you give your treasure into the kingdom of God. People will be encouraged because you put the kingdom of God first. You put others first. Not just your selfish ambitions. And your sincerity your, your heart is pure and people know that you're honest, that you are submissive and the spiritual health. I tell you, if you would just really focus on staying and maintaining spiritual health, that is the best gift that you can give to others. Lagi kong sinasabi, the best gift I can give to you is a spiritually healthy me that can encourage other people. Your Christ-like example will encourage others. First Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 7 says, You became an example to all the believers in Greece. And because of you, the Lord's message has spread everywhere in those regions. And now, the news of your faith in God is known all over the world. Everyone is talking about how you welcomed us and how you turned away from idols to serve the true and living God. What God does in your life and in my life is not just for our own sake, but it's for other people. Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 2, that your life is like a letter, like an epistle, like one of the books of the Bible for people to read. And the way you loved others, well, it's a show that you've been loved because you've been forgiven. You can now be an agent of forgiveness. 
Because you have been blessed by God. Now you're blessed to be a blessing. Because you were saved by God. Now you can serve. You were taught the word of God. Now you can teach. You have received encouragement. Now you can be an agent of encouragement. So my fellowship, my Christ-like lifestyle, and number three, my encouraging words. It doesn't get much more simple than that. You can be an agent of encouragement with this. mouth, words. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 29 says, Don't use your mouth, don't let foul or abusive language come out. But let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Isaiah 50 verse 4 The Lord God gives me the right words to encourage the weary. In Job chapter 4 verse 4 it was said that his words have supported those who were falling. You encourage those with shaky knees. And I love Proverbs chapter 12 verse 18. It says careless words stab like a sword, but wise words bring healing. Every day you have to speak some type of words. You have to talk or maybe you type, you text, you chat, you you communicate through Zoom. Are your words encouraging? I mean, are they really building other people up? People across the room need encouraging. And you have a mouth to do it. People across the room, people across town, people across the world. You can be an agent. World-influencing agent of encouragement. Now I'll give you just a tip. Fifteen of the most encouraging words you could say. Okay, and it's going to be in five little statements. The first Five words is, I am proud of you. If you would say that to your children, to your, even to your boss, to other people who you work and live with, just say, I'm proud of you. Kaka encourage The next one, four, is you could say, what is your opinion? People love to be asked to share. So, imbis na ikaw lagi ang nagsasalita, you could let other people say what they think. So, just ask them, hey, what's your opinion? Even if you have an opinion already, even if you know what's right, it's still very encouraging. Pag nagtatanong, and let them share, let them talk. The other statement is only three words, and it starts out like this, will you please... Marami ngayon, utos. Utos dito, utos doon. But when you ask, will you please, it's a polite, it's an invitation, and you can ask people for things, and it's very respectful. Kaka encourage, pag magsasalita, and in that way, and with a please. Will you please help me? Will you please go first? Will you please share your ideas? The number two, a uh, top one, is just say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Someone opens the door for you, you could say thank you. Someone uh, lets you go first, say thank you. Someone offers you something, say thank you. When you say thank you, it's good to give. I mean, it's just good to give thanks. And the first one, with his only one that's very encouraging, is when you say a person's name. First name. 
hey, Timothy, hey, Mary, hey, Joel, when you say someone's name, everyone's name is their favorite word. And when you use the first name of someone, especially if you can remember some details, my birthday nila, or their house, their health, their anniversary, about family, about their goals, or their school, their career, using encouraging words is free. You don't have to pay anything to compliment someone, to give a praise, to say, hey, you blessed me. I'm so glad you're here. Kaya moyan, keep up the good work. Good job. The Apostle Paul continually poured out words of encouragement on people. He was not just writing a book, but he calls out people's real names. And he says real feelings about these people. It gives them, the readers, words that uplift them and encourage them. Paul mentioned in his letters nearly 60 people's names by name. I remember many times when our cell groups, we have what's called the hot seat, and we put one person in the center, and all the people go around and take turns showering that person with affirmations. Oh, you're important to me. You're important to our group because... And then we would just tell them some compliments. We'd say what we like about that person, what we're encouraged by. And sometimes we'll even use the love languages. Time, gifts, hug them give some uh, acts of service. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 12 says, Since you're eager for the manifestations of the Spirit, strive to excel in building up the church. That's encouraging. Now, you might be thinking, how can I be an agent of encouragement? I'm too discouraged myself. Hindi ako pwedeng magbigay ng encouragement sa iba. You just don't know what all I'm dealing with. But listen, the best way to keep yourself out of discouragement is to give encouragement sa mga iba. Lagi kong sinasabi na, if you have a need, sow a seed. It's the law of sowing and reaping. Luke chapter 6 verse 38 says, If you give, it will come back to you with the same measure or in the same way that you use. So when you give to others... The very thing you need, it's going to come back to you. So if you're discouraged, go encourage someone. Visit someone who's sick or hurting. Lift someone up who may be in a situation worse off than yours. You'll be encouraged by God, who is your true source of all comfort. So, mga kapatid, are you ready? To become an agent of encouragement. If, if you're like me, you might need to make some adjustments. To fellowship, you might need to quit avoiding or neglecting opportunities to connect with other people. I know it's easier to stay home, stay away, stay in the comfort zone. But please, don't take for granted and don't waste ang mga pakakatuan na makipag-fellowship sa kapwang kristyano. Get into the family. Get involved. And if you're like me, sometimes you think that I can't show my life because nakakahiya. May mga basura, may mga problema, may mga hindi kalugud-lugud sa Diyos sa aking pamumuhay. 
But to show a Christ-like example, you're just going to need to always be aware that other people are watching and other people are affected by your lifestyle, by your example. That's one of the ways na ako ay naging matured when may nagsabi sa akin, Tim, there's younger people watching you. You need to set a good example. Alam mo nung sinabi nila sa akin yun, parang wala akong pakialam sa ginagawa ko sa buhay ko. But when I knew that people were watching me, when I was aware that my life makes a difference to other people, then I started to be careful with my words and careful with my attitude. I wanted to be a good influence, not just para sa sarili ko, but I wanted to be a help to other people. It doesn't mean that you're being fake. It just means you choose to be intentional. Because if you're a poor example, a bad influence, a negative test, have a negative testimony, you can change by God's Holy Spirit help. You can become a Christ-like shining example. And Jesus said, let your light so shine in front of men so that they will see your good works and be encouraged to give glory to God the Father. And maybe you need to use encouraging words more freely. You know, freely you have received, freely give. James, the book of James says that if you can control your mouth, your whole life will fall into order. So do you need to replace some hurtful, prideful gossip? Have you been using careless, idle words instead of words that build up other people? Don't just look for other people to give encouragement to you. Look for other people that you can encourage. And draw your encouragement from God, the source of all encouragement. And as you give encouragement, it will produce sweet fellowship in Christ. It will spread Christ's culture in this world. And it will be a significant influence in other people's lives. God has called us to be ambassadors of Christ. And that means we deliver all his benefits as an agent of encouragement. Be encouraged.